0: Yeah, first marriage was uh, a really bad thing. I didn't show love or affection properly. I didn't value my wife, but even with little things. But Charlie learned. Charlie learned. And um, he made a difference in his marriage, and you can too. Today, I'm Dr. Randy here at the Intentional Living Center, continuing our discussion about marriage, uh, taking questions that are coming in from... Um, around the country, love to hear your comment on our storyline at AAA 1717 We have calls already set for the show, but uh, you're welcome to share yours on our storyline at AAA 1717 And welcome to Facebook, by the way, those of you who are joining us uh, today, appreciate it. Gino's making sure we, we all look pretty here in the studio. <laughs> That's a job, by the way. <laughs> And uh, we welcome you and hope you'll share with others about uh, intentional living. You have an opportunity to reach people that we'll never reach. You have a chance to share with them what's going on. Maybe get them to tune into our podcast or to a broadcast like this and be a part of intentional living. It may make a difference in their life and their marriage. You can do that. So thanks for being a part of that um, outreach uh, online through our Facebook. And again, 888 AAA, AAA 1717 the number Let's go to some of the calls that have come in on our comment line. Uh, Brittany is first. Go right ahead.
1: Hi, Randy. My name's Brittany. Um, My husband and I have been married for about a year. We just had a baby three months ago, and um, I think I just wanted to ask, how is a good way when we go through the stresses and, you know, we're newlyweds and we have a new child and... Um, just trying to live every day, you know, without getting too stressed or taking it out on each other. Cause, you know, when you're with somebody every day and you feel comfortable with them, you kind of tend to, I think, take stress out sometimes a little bit more on the, <laughs> the ones that you love. So um, I just know if maybe there is other effective ways. We read our scriptures and we pray daily, but maybe just some other ways to, um, you know, not let the stress take us. You know, it's a fight, or um, you know, it's where we don't take our stress out on each other, and we can be more
0: supportive. Bye. Thank you. But doesn't she sound like a sweetheart? Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate that. And uh, she and her husband praying together, reading scripture. Uh, Stress is sort of part of life. Uh, The problem with stress is when it becomes distress, because stress keeps us going. In fact, when there's no stress, we're dead. You know, we're on our way to heaven. Uh, as long as we're breathing, we got stress on our body and our mind and our thinking. It's just part of, part of life. So I would encourage you as a young couple, Brittany, a couple of things. Find some outlets for the two of you that you enjoy. Some things that you can do together and, and apart that just recharge your batteries. you got to recharge your batteries because stress is like a giant drain uh, on those batteries. If you got an electric car, you know what that is. You drive down the road and it drains the battery. And that's what happens in life. And what happens is a lot of people just drain it down to about about 15 minutes left. <laughs> and, and then they don't have any opportunity to charge, recharge, and uh, it overwhelms them. So find an outlet, outlets that help you. Be intentional about that. Health, of course, eating right, and all of that. Uh, but then find a, a problem resolution process that works for you guys. Because you say it kind of builds up and then you have maybe a little blow up, a little argument. I can't picture, Brittany, you arguing with anybody, (laughs) hearing that voice, a precious voice. But have a problem resolution process. Maybe every day before you go to bed, you have 20 minutes and just talk about whatever the day was and have a little agenda and clear the deck. As the scripture says, don't go to bed with anger on your heart, get it resolved. And so just having a process might be helpful for you. Okay, I hope that helps. You can make it 50-plus years with that sweet spirit of yours. I love it. Uh, We're talking marriage today, uh, and let's go live. Let me see here to Colorado where Zachary's on the line. Hi, Zachary. How are you today?
2: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Good. Go right ahead.
2: Um, I just wanted to share some hope and encouragement, again, to those listeners who are struggling with depression. Mm. Um, you, you, you need to hear this. Depression is a spiritual battle, and Satan doesn't attack those who he already has control over or knows their souls are, are his. He attacks those who are called, who have a relationship, who, who are believers in the Lord, and... We need to remember that and let that be our hope that we're under attack and we're uh-huh. going through that depression because Satan knows that we're called, but we're not just called to sit idly. It comes with a challenge also because depression is, is, is multifold as you know, right. but depression kind of gets stuck in, uh, to be bluntly, uh, selfishness. It, it turns inward and we're thinking about how we're feeling. And if we think, and understand that we're called by God to have a relationship with him and that's why we're having the struggle then also I want to challenge you to maybe try to find a new way to serve someone whether that's yeah. your spouse whether that's in a local church whether that's the homeless find somewhere to try to challenge yourself to serve and to get the mind shifted into serving the Lord and serving his people and i found a great, great relief in my depression by turning my thoughts away from the inward and focusing on the outward and others and servantry.
0: That's great. And okay. I,
2: just, uh, I just want to give people hope that the Lord loves you, and he wants you, and he wants to keep you, and he wants to bless you. And when the Lord wants to bless you, Satan's going to try to steal that away. But remember, it's a spiritual battle, and try not to focus so much on the problems that we think we have and to focus on others and how we can help them. And a lot of times, the Lord will bless us with that peace and relief when we're serving Him.
0: Very practical. And, and you're absolutely it's biblically correct, everything Zachary was sharing. Because, by the way, those of you listening, uh, Zachary's responding to a caller we had on an earlier show, uh, Caitlin, who was um, whose spouse is dealing with depression and, and feeling like maybe it's a spiritual thing, basically, or, or they, don't, they don't know how to handle it. Uh, and it is a spiritual thing. There's certainly a spiritual component of how we deal with it, but it's also a brain chemistry issue. right? We see the characters in the Old Testament that wrestle with it, including the psalmist, uh, as you pointed out, Stephen, to me a little bit ago. I mean, a lot of the psalms are David crying out from his own depression. Um, but to follow up on what what Zachary was saying, I'll give you some scriptural reference that will be encouraging. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4, Paul is writing to the church at Philippi about about finding peace. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. That's an attitude. Secondly, he says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. That's not only an attitude, but that's a behavior. That's a decision. And then be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, which is interesting. He says supplication with thanksgiving. And what's interesting there, supplication is almost like begging, saying, Lord, please, pleading the Lord, please, but do it with thankfulness. It's not just about me. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for all the provision you've t- you've had in my life and the life of my family. And I bring before you these feelings I have of anxiety and depression. And I ask you to relieve me of these, or to give me peace through this time. And uh, it says, "Let your request be made known to the Lord." And then, and then, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And then almost like a tag-on, like a P.S., Paul says in Philippians 4.8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure and lovely and of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. And so Paul is saying, listen, get your head straight. Yes, right? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, he says in Ephesians chapter 4 taking captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. And this this little few-pound thing on the top of our head, inside of our head, can get us into big trouble when we don't uh, tell ourselves the truth. All right, Zachary, thank you for the reminder. Break time. Let's do that. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson intentional living is furnished by parent talk incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners this program is not a substitute for professional counseling medical financial or legal advice intentional living is not intended to be therapy by radio we are intentional living and we'll be right back at the intentional love marriage date night you'll have a lot of fun hi i'm dr randy carlson Have you ever noticed that it's sometimes very difficult to feel intimate and close to your spouse? Well, I will teach you the power of one thing that will change your relationship for the rest of your lives.
1: Join Dr. Randy for The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night at 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksons Church in Jackson and Friday, April 21st at Community Church, Mount Pleasant. Register at TheIntentionalLife.com.
0: Hey, listen! I hope you'll do that. It's coming up here in about what five weeks or something like that. Uh, at the and as you heard her mention, the Jackson Nazarene Church called Jacks Naz, pretty cool, huh? Jacks Naz uh, will be there Thursday night, April twenty, and just an intentional love marriage date night. Come on out Friday night up in Mount Pleasant at the Community Church Mount Pleasant Campus, selling out early. Um, for the Friday night, so. You can get your tickets uh, today and come and be a part of this event. Bring some friends with you. Date night, Michigan, April 2021. 20, Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. You know, the Apostle Paul has a lot of wisdom. He shares with us in scripture and he he was he was imploring, that was a word he used in Philippians chapter 4. He was imploring uh, two people in the in the uh, church there at F- Philippi to get their act together and to be on the same page, or he put it this way, be on, be of the same mind in the Lord. And I was reading this again last night. I love their names, by the way. He says, I implore Euodia and I implore Syntyche. Two great names. They're going to be on the favorite baby names of 2023, I think, Jennifer. What do you think? If you have a baby, I know you don't have one coming, but if you had one, would you would you think that'd be on the top of the list? Probably Eodia. not. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, they were in the church, and obviously there was some disagreement. Paul's writing about finding peace, and he says, hey, listen, be of the same mind, in the Lord. And, and I was thinking as I was reading that last night, that one of the major problems you have in your marriage, when you have a problem, is you're not of the same mind. You're not of the same mind. That means you're not in agreement. You don't agree about money. You don't agree about sex. You don't agree about the in laws. You don't agree about faith. You know that. Now, we want to bring uh, some level of creativity and uniqueness to our relationship. We're not just patterned to be identical. As someone said, if two of you got married, you're exactly the same, one of you wasn't needed. Uh, so we are different. I understand that there's beauty in the differences that we bring into marriage. But when you get to the core of not being on the same mind about things, you got a problem. And so if you're not married, if you're not married, don't get married until making sure you're on the same same mind. If you are married and you wrestle with this, you better find the areas that you can agree on. Compromise. Have you had to compromise at all? You're smiling in there, Jennifer. Have you had to ever compromise with your husband?
3: Yes, sir. Com- That's probably one of the biggest lessons that I, I learned. And I think once, you know, the honeymoon phase goes away, you're all in love and life's so grand and flowers everywhere, um, then reality sets in.
0: No more flowers? Is No, that you're no okay. not
3: for a while anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but compromise, I mean, everyone's different. And mm-hmm. once you're learning to live with um, someone else and you, you're you like one thing you you know I could say blue and he's saying red, mm-hmm. um, so you got to come together and make purple. Yeah, and um, it's it's not easy, um, and I think a lot of people like myself went into marriage being very naive, um, but y- it's I want to say it's almost a hard road before it gets easier. Mm-hmm. So. It's, uh, it's a the, lot of work.
0: Getting on the same page. But when, when we don't, ha- we're not of the same mind and the big issues, mm-hmm. that's where it really creates a problem. Yeah. yeah.
3: But you choose that person every day. Every day you yeah. wake up, you're making a choice to be with that person. That's right. And so be grateful for that person that you're with and that you love. Mm-hmm. And I love praying for my husband and myself every day. It's good. So.
0: And, and by the way, my favorite color is purple, so... <laughs> We're okay. All right. Uh, We're talking marriage today. Let's get back to some of our comment line uh, questions coming in. Uh, Here's uh, Cheryl, I think. Go right ahead.
1: My husband and I generally are pretty conservative and agree and we like going out and hiking and doing things out in the outdoors. But when we get to talking about life isn't so great and why did this happen, uh, his view of God is, God's just there. He really isn't interested in us personally and why does he do these things to us or why doesn't he punish people that are really bad? I feel like Christ is involved. God is involved with us through Christ. But his God is not a personal God. I'm not supposed to necessarily be God's advocate, (laughs) because I can't explain. But I just really wish that he would have a personal relationship. I think he was saved as a child, but his growth was not good
0: throughout his adolescence. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's more to that story you sort of alluded to there, Cheryl, that his upbringing was not all that good. And um, let, Let's face it, we're human beings, and we our picture of God is often early on in our growth spiritually, just a reflection of how we see our parents, especially our fathers. And so if a relationship is sort of mechanical or distant or what have you, um, then we see that as a functional relationship with God. God's not really involved. He's like the clockmaker that put things into place and then threw it out into the universe. And many people believe that. Um, and yet we see in Scripture that we have a personal God who loves us. I don't get it. I, I look at the same photographs coming in from this James Webb, Webb uh, telescope Showing thousands and millions and billions of um, galaxies, and I'm thinking puny little Earth, and then our little existence here. And God loves me. I mean, that's how, let's, come on. Can we just be honest? That's hard to really comprehend. That's why I've always felt God's got a lot problem, a lot of other things going on in the universe. Maybe we don't know about, but that's another another topic. Um, but He does. He loves you. We have a personal God. He cares for you. In fact, it says in John 14, Jesus said before he went back to heaven, I go to prepare a place for you in heaven, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, that's a personal God who loves us and cares for us and preparing a place for us. That's really powerful. All right, uh, let's go. Let me see. I think we've got another question. Go right ahead.
1: My and I have been married over 30 years, but we have like almost no intimacy. I mean, I can do things for her like rubber feet and that kind of thing, or rubber back and whatever, but she just, she does not feel obligated to do anything uh, for me. She's very much uh, in the punish me mode. The reason for that is, is because like right now I'm just not providing like hardly anything, just very little. I've got a lot of debt. She's a primary wage earner, and so she's just angry all the time in the morning and the evening, on the weekends, holidays, birthdays, doesn't matter, anniversaries, angry. I'm pretty much just asking you, I mean, what, I guess I need a miracle, a money miracle. But other than that, is there anything that you can suggest that I would do? God bless you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great one.
0: Hey, listen, man, uh, you don't have a money problem. I mean, you, you could get a million bucks dropped into your lap t- today and solve all your money problems, um, and maybe we'd be in Happyville for a while, but the the seeds of a lack of love and respect in your marriage is the problem. And based on what I heard you say, it sounds like your wife doesn't respect you. She didn't respect uh, maybe saying, hey, why don't you provide? What are you doing? And she's she's lost respect for you. And maybe doesn't feel love from you. Maybe feels like it's just an obligation. Let's just have intimacy. Let's have sex. That's maybe what she thinks you're only interested in and not in her. I don't know. I don't know. These would be things the two of you need to, to really deal with. But I will say this. It is such a big deal that God addressed it in Scripture. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, reverence your husband. Respect your husband. And when love and respect dies, a lot of bad things happen in marriage. Or even when when it starts to drain, it creates a problem. And so you're asking the question, what do you do? I, you know, you continue to love your wife. I change my expectations and focus on what can I do? What does my wife need? And maybe even ask her, what's one thing I could do? What's one thing in the next 30 days that I can do or work on that would help you grow and respect toward me? What's important to you? What's would feel most loved by me? And then do it. Deliver on it. That You're showing to her that you care. What was it that when you were dating, what was it in the early days of your marriage that made your marriage work? And get back to those those uh, first things. But I'll tell you, what happens is when we have problems in marriage, we think, well, it's a money problem or it's it's the parenting issue or if we just did this or that, it would solve the problem. Usually not. I know a lot of people that have money problems who are in deep love with each other. I know a lot of people who have a lot of money and they don't get along all that well. And so, yeah, money, I guess makes money, money makes it a little easier certainly, but it doesn't solve the problem. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Here's one thing you can do to take your marriage to a higher level, to more growth in your relationship. Hey, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. We should move beyond the honeymoon toward continuing to grow in our marriage. Understanding each other, and listening to each other, setting goals together, resolving issues. And you can do that if you do this one thing. Make marriage a priority. Learn about it. Maybe read a book together and talk it through. We've had people tell us our own books that we've written about intentional love and about marriage have made a difference when they sit down and read them together. But find a good book. Get into God's Word and read the Scripture together. Go to a conference. Seek counseling. Do something that puts a priority on your marriage and your relationship. You won't regret it. Pray for us. The upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights are back on in Jackson and Mount Pleasant, Michigan, next April 20 and 21. You can find out more at Life. Dot com. Hey, and i hope you'll do that coming up april 2021 in michigan the intentional love marriage date nice talking marriage uh, today taking your questions i think i got time for another one here let's uh, go right to our comment line uh with your question go ahead
1: husband and I have been married for a few years now and um, we have recently had some setbacks um, like vehicle problems and stuff and every time something goes wrong my husband takes it out on me and I've tried during my devotional time to pray about him and pray for him but in the moment when he's being short or rude with me I feel like lashing out and Defending myself and it, it doesn't help the situation and I know
0: that but sometimes it's really hard to not mm. You know what Joe these are these are from our comment line And I, I wish I had you on the on the air live because I would ask I would ask you this question um, Why is it do you think your husband is showing this kind of disrespect to you? What is it's going on in his life? Um, that causes him to do that. And then secondly, I would ask you, how do you feel? How does it, how does it make you feel when he shows that disrespect? You talked about lashing out, but my guess is there's a feeling like um, disrespect, distance, disinterested um, between you and your husband. And so here, here's one thing. There are always con- there's always a reaction to our consequence to our behavior in marriage. good or bad. I would encourage you to sit down with your husband at a time when he's not doing this, when he's in a good mood. Maybe you're out to dinner. Maybe you're just talking together. And just say, honey, I want to tell you something. I love you. I always love you. But um, when when you try to cast blame on me for something that I didn't do and I'm not responsible for, I want to tell you how that makes me feel. And then you need to tell him exactly how it makes you feel. That you feel like lashing out and defending yourself. But you're not going to do it. But you also need to know there's some other consequences. It makes me feel distanced from you. It's putting a distance in our marriage. I feel less responsive to you as a woman and in our marriage. Whatever it is, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Whatever you're feeling, your husband needs to know there is a consequence. Come on, guys. There is a consequence for our stupidity in our marriage. When we're doing dumb things in our marriage, don't expect your spouse to come back in in happy land uh, with a, with a response uh, of intimacy and closeness and appreciation. Well, thank you for being a jerk. You're not going to get that, okay? And so we need to grow up. I always tell people there should be a test of maturity before we get married. Uh, only mature people should get married. Um, of course, that will never work. But the reality is, make sure that you're you're realizing that you have to communicate honestly because this kind of thing will wear you down.
1: Join Dr. Randy Carlson for laughter and inspiration at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night.
0: On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. and She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on it? My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. The
1: Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksons Church in Jackson and April 21st at Community Church, Mount Pleasant. Register at TheIntentionalLife.com.
0: You know, I just contradicted myself because I said, uh, you do a jerky thing, there's a negative response. Sit on them, Donna. Hello. Uh, You know what? (laughs) You know, we were teenagers, you know what she told me later. I just saw potential. I saw, <laughs> I saw potential. I don't know if that turned out, but all these years later, here we are. All right, hey, the intentional love marriage date night. It's coming up pretty quickly here, uh, April twenty and twenty one, uh, Mount Pleasant uh, at the Community Church in Mount Pleasant uh, campus. Uh, that's the twenty first so Friday night. Friday night date night. It's a. Uh, Getting close, uh, well, over 70, I think about 75% or more sellout. So I'm assuming the next uh, week here or so it'll be sold out. Thursday night, come on to Jackson, Jackson, Michigan. Uh, same event, but we'll be leading there in Jackson at the Jackson Naz, Jackson Nazarene Church on Thursday night, April 20. Uh, come on, and get your tickets at theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Stephen was telling me, They aired that spot, and we're getting a lot of comments on me telling Donna to sit on her hands. Nice people being nice to me? No, not necessarily. Well, that's the kind of stuff we're gonna talk about at the marriage conference. In fact, I'm excited about this because I'm gonna really dig into what does it take to have that kind of intentional, loving, intentional marriage. It'll be a non-threatening evening. We're gonna laugh and learn. But here's my goal, that that night when you leave, you're gonna have one thing that you can take in your mind, your heart, a decision you've made for your marriage, in fact, I'm bringing my One Thing wristband that I wear every day, and we're going to make them available just my gift to you for those of you that will make a One Thing commitment for your marriage that night. So this will be a marriage-building night, an encouragement night, a fun night. Bring some other couples along as well. Go to TheIntentionalLife.com and get your tickets today. I'm back to Randy for Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Stephen, our senior producer, thank you, Stephen, for putting all pulling all this together, and Gino on Facebook. Thank you, my friend. To our Facebook friends, thank you for joining us. Share it with others. Appreciate your comments as well. Have a great day. We'll see you next time right here from our Intentional Living Center.